I'll start us off. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Screen on the Spot. Very special episode, just because we're not doing them very often. So they're all special. They're all special. <laughs> Extra special because we have Taylor Hemnes here with us today. Yay! Yay! I know. Oh, you guys, you guys should start doing. Uh, have any of you uh, heard of the Smartlist podcast? I have yeah. heard of it, but have not listened. No, I have listened. So I don't like podcasts. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's funny, but they have it's it's Sean Hayes and Jason Bateman and Will Arnett that host, and they have a guest every time, and that guest is like holding up something in front of their camera until they announce them or whatever, and then like reveal themselves. But they're listening sometimes, and you'll hear them laughing in the background, that kind of thing. It's it's always funny to wonder who's behind the. So it's a podcast veil. you watch? No, no, it just <laughs> sounds that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> They record it like they, like you need to be watching it, but no, you, you just it. it's like when they put something in front of the camera and then reveal themselves. Like. Because the guest is not known to two of the three hosts. Oh, oh that's clever. Okay. One of the hosts invites said guest, and then the other two are like, "Who's that's behind awesome. the the veil?" Who have they had on? Two. I have to listen to that. Like oh, like yeah, athletes, movie stars, people of industry, all, like it's it's just it runs the gamut. So that's good. that's Politi- a, politicians. That's a good hosting. It's my second well. favorite podcast besides this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, sorry, we're not as cool as those guys or sound as cool as Will Arnett. Yeah. He's got a good podcast voice. He does well, have a good podcast voice. He's he's Batman after all. That's true. I just I'm realizing now that I just totally like spent the first six minutes of your podcast telling you why it's not as good as another podcast. That's and okay. That's, that's not okay. that's not an okay thing to do. I, we should I, restart okay because that. of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure well, it's not, we're not nearly as good as them. It's fine. That's celebrities, okay. celebrities are interesting. But you are a celebrity, Taylor, so. Yes. Just just in Groveton, Texas. That's, you, and barely. And you barely elevate that. us. You're elevating us currently. <laughs> Thanks Thank for you. coming on, Taylor. For, I guess first things first, the Oscar nominations came out today. Yeah. What? Yeah. I know. Um, or days ago, depending on when this podcast airs or when you listen. But, <laughs> How mad do you think Lady Gaga is this morning? Oh gosh, probably yeah. Ridley Ridley Scott also just fuming. Yeah, yeah. Two, two movies, nothing, nothing. I, know. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised by that. To be honest, I know. You know, I mean, I liked Last Duel. I didn't know that it was nomination worthy, and I liked Gucci. Also, didn't think it was nomination worthy, but I mean, sure. he had did, two two movies. Okay, <laughs> neither of I, them got anything. Did I see correctly that Jared Leto is nominated for a Razzie when I was also campaigning for him to be nominated for an Oscar? Yeah, but they that they also nominated Ben Affleck for one for Last Duel, which is bananas Mm -hmm. because he's arguably like he's good enough. Besides, I've heard he's like he just takes over and chews up every scene he's in. So yeah, Chris, you're the only person in this world who thought Jared Leto should get an Oscar nomination. I liked him. <laughs> he was just weird and just he. But really isn't liked, it? I don't know. Interesting on Gaga that it feels like she's already entered this realm. Obviously, she's not like a prolific volume actress. Um, there's only you know certain numbers, but she's already entered this realm of if she's in it she's automatically on in the hunt for an Oscar nomination. And she's done like what, you know, half a dozen movies or whatever. So it's it's interesting to me already that she's in that realm of, of actress. I know, I don't feel like she's proved herself yet. Agree. Um, well, they, I guess it did get nominated for makeup and hairstyling. So oh, that's- There you go. Okay. That would almost be worse if it didn't get that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I think I we can all agree that the biggest travesty is that they did not in fact nominate Spider-Man No Way Home for best yeah. picture despite all the uh marvel campaigning oh it's yeah. not gonna happen like i just don't i don't think it's ever gonna happen because they say this every year about one of Again, the there's always one right yeah right. yeah there's always one movie that they're like yep this is the year that they're gonna get a superhero movie but was there. that i feel like we i think we talked about this earlier but um i mean it was my favorite for what i've seen of the movies is dune but we talked about how dune is like that perfect you know, like blockbuster kind of movie, but also blends with more of a film. And I feel yeah. like they probably were like, oh, we checked the box there. It's like a, you know, blockbuster kind of film. But I just feel like that, yeah. Not no to be indelicate, but talking about checking the box, like the easiest way to fight Oscar so white is to nominate Black Panther for right. Picture. Yeah. I mean, and, and oh, that's, sure. it's a great film. 
but also it, it it's like a, a flag to people of look how aware we are yeah. in that situation and 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 you guys that are comic book fans and blockbuster fans it's it was a uh, and honestly that's not to knock it it's a great movie but it, that was I think that was a, a pretty easy one to nominate especially since they moved from the five nominations to eight to ten or whatever mm -hmm. when yeah. you can get that many in they they ought to try and check those boxes as often as they sure. can for and sure. I think that's part of what the push was for Spider-Man was like, even though Spider-Man wasn't culturally impactful, I guess, as Black Panther was, it was still a right. huge movie that kind of had emotion. You know, yeah. yeah, but it also swooped in at the end of the year and made a ton of money. People went to the movie. It brought people back to the movies for a while. Um, and because it was so popular, I think that was the push was like, hey, we need to get people actually interested in the Oscars this year. Let's nominate a movie that We'll have people yeah. talking. Well, I'll never like I'll never not be over the fact that Dark Knight wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Like yeah. that's 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 stupid. That's it's that, that was dumb. That was a mess. I agree, definitely. But maybe maybe Batman will be nominated. The, the Batman. Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Yeah. Come on. Girl. Um. Well, in so case what, you're not sure which Batman, it's it's right. Uh, right. It's, uh, yeah. Best Picture is Belfast Coda. Don't look up. Can't believe Don't Look Up still gets nominated after. No one liked that movie. <laughs> Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. I, I, I'm betting on Power of the Dog. Personally. It got the most nominations, didn't it? Of any yeah, and which I think sometimes it's the best means film. which actually sometimes means it won't win. Sometimes the movie with the most noms is the one that doesn't. But I feel like it's I, the obvious choice besides West Side Story. But I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, for the long a long time it seemed like it was a Power of the Dog versus Belfast with maybe West Side Story, but I just, I do feel like Power of the Dogs kind of, yep. you know. The most Oscar-y best picture of them I all. haven't seen it yet, but it's it's probably the first that I'm, that I'm gonna try it's, and watch. It's actually of, really of good. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I would I've not heard be good mad. things. Yeah, I love I Benedict Cumberbatch. I think it's cool Kristen Dunst got nominated. I've been a fan of hers for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm looking forward to watching it, even though I know it's a difficult subject matter. I mean, I know I tweeted this out. I, I was just very lost at why, why it wasn't called The Power of the Horse. I mean, it's, they're all on horses. Because okay. you, right. you haven't seen oh. it. Because <laughs> <All right. laughs> you, you have not seen it, so it doesn't make sense to you. No. That's why. Chris is in that category of person who's not a dad, but makes dad jokes. Yeah, yeah like there's, there's a description of that person somewhere <laughs> out there. There's a particular word. Which are kind of the worst kind of people, I'm sure. The worst, yeah. absolutely. The, they're, yeah, they're, sure. they're awful. I, I think uh, there's always like a movie that, you know, people talk about a lot but isn't that good that gets nominated because i remember like joker being a big deal where critically wasn't that much of a success but obviously made a ton of money and had people talking for sure and it was like of course they're going to nominate this movie because people are talking about it and i kind of feel like don't don't look up maybe falls in that category where it was hotly debated and discussed for at least a while on social media and stuff but it's ultimately to me kind of a bummer of a movie like also, well, because it's a bummer in general, but also because it was a disappointment. But yeah, I didn't dislike it as much as a lot of people did. I I think I went into it expecting to not like it because I'd heard that from a lot of people. But uh, I liked it more than I thought I would. And and the I was glad they went the way with the ending that they did. Yeah, me too. Yes, agree. That, that's how I felt about House of Uchi. Was I a lot of people uh, that I talked to didn't like it, and so then my expectations were so low <laughs> that then I was like, oh. I enjoyed this, even though it's like almost three hours. House of Gucci actually surprised me. I, did, I didn't, it was long, but Jared Leto was my one complaint about how bad he was. He was just <laughs> doing something that nobody else was doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? You're not on the same page as anybody else in this movie. Um, right. But I actually thought which it was entertaining. Which has been every run of his roles. Which is it, decade. which is him. Honestly, that's, that's how, that's that is Jared Leto. Like, like, sometimes it how. works and sometimes sometimes he wins an Oscar and sometimes it's, you know, know. That, whoa, It, it has never worked for me personally. Nothing he has done I, has ever worked I gotta tell me. you, the, the little things are all the little things. He was the best part of that and he was nominated for Golden Globe for it. I mean, whether or not that matters, but... I haven't and, seen that Like one. that movie was terrible, but I thought he was creepy and good in it. The same yeah. way that I thought in House of Gucci, he's just like this weird, sad man. And <laughs> so I guess that's why I liked watching him. Oh, I don't know what he was doing. With some yeah. accent that nobody else could figure out. Yeah. I don't know. He's like doing a cartoon character, Italian man. I don't know. What yeah. I think in general, these nominations felt a little boring. Like there was nothing yeah. like, it's cool that Drive My Car was nominated, 
but like in best actor, it was all the, in my opinion, boring choices. There was no Nick Cage. There was no Simon Rex who's been campaigning and I've heard is great yeah. in Red Rocket. Um, so it just kind of felt a little lackluster in that. But that's a that's still best actors, the most loaded category as For far sure. as powerhouse, like name recognition. It's, no, it's, it's nobody that nobody's ever heard of before. I think there's two Oscar winners and I think the other three have all been nominated at least once. So it's, it's a, it's a powerhouse category. That's how I feel about actress too. I mean, how many times has Jessica Chastain, Olivia Coleman, and Nicole Kidman nominated yeah. for stuff? Like if you had thrown Francis McDormand in there, I would have been like, yeah. Oh my gosh, right. this is Oscar winner versus Oscar winner. Yeah, like, yeah. What do you right. do? That's crazy. Did, uh, did, did anyone see the Ricardos? Cause yeah. I, yeah, I did. Oh, Justin yeah. and I both did. Um, yeah, okay. When we were talking about that before you popped on about like, I'm very surprised I got any nominations. It's okay. Like, I mean, I thought it was fine. I don't think that like Javier and Nicole didn't blow me away. I barely remember J.K. Simmons in it. So <laughs> that I was another one of those that I kept hearing wasn't very good. And this one podcast I listened to were trashing it. And so I went in with really low expectations and didn't think it was quite that bad, but was definitely taken aback by like its blandness, I guess. Or yeah, you know, just kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I have heard that in some of the big guild screenings they've done that it, that that they were all kind of like a party. People had a blast. People walked away enjoying it. And so maybe that's the thing is that the atmosphere of it. Yeah. Went into it. And it's a showbiz movie. Yeah. It very much is a showbiz movie. But it's not it's not a bad movie. It's just not anything. I would have much rather seen something like Come On, Come On in yeah. those acting categories. Cause like that movie to me was like whoa like that yeah. is I like movies that kind of blow my socks off and I get what you're saying about this year being kind of boring because nothing like really blew my socks off besides I really liked come on come on and I did like power of the dog and west side story but um I'm just kind of like meh about I'm not you know passionate about any of them this year yeah so well it is what it is I guess but uh I'm excited to watch it as of course obviously watch the show um Speaking of blowing our socks off, Taylor Hemnes, mm -hmm. we're trying something a little different this, year, this, this pod where uh, basically we're having you on and we want to get to know you through movies. So I asked you to pick one, three or five movies that are your favorites, important to you, whatever. Um, and you did pick three. So why don't you tell us what those three are and we'll go to each one and discuss. So let's see, the, the specific request was, I'm going back and look, in okay. case we need to do homework, if you had to pick three movies to talk about, what would they be? Could be favorites, something meaningful, something recent you're into, et cetera. Um, that's, I was telling you guys before we started recording, the pressure I felt of get the right ones that, and, and can you explain why you picked them and what is somebody gonna think if you pick this one? And oh, that's a bad, like, it felt really, like just like describing yourself to a stranger of your favorite things that's how it felt of, of mm -hmm. and what is the, what is a person going to think of these things and so the idea of what what the movies you want to talk about say about you i think really is an interesting way to to talk to people uh the three that we're going to chat about today uh are clue uh jaws and rocky two uh they were uh i i said earlier the the other two that i was going back and forth on where a league a league of their own and a few good men um it's difficult and these are not my favorite movies by any means um i easily could have picked star wars movies or that kind of thing or any of the superhero movies to talk about um but i i wanted movies that i felt like um maybe hadn't been talked about a whole lot jaws is probably the only one that is a is an outgo on that yeah. it's probably the most talked about um but also i told justin i was going for like all right if i had to pick a genre that that encompasses what I like about that genre. How do I go from there? So it was like sports movies I love, drama obviously, uh, a very specific kind of horror in Jaws because I'm not a big horror movie person. I'm never gonna want to go see a slasher movie with you guys. So uh, it was it was interesting of figuring out what I was trying to say about myself with the picks I was making. Well, these are really good picks. I feel like we we were wise to 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 pick you first for these for these choices because. Um, I, I would assume we all like these movies. That's kind of hard not to like the movie, these movies. Are any of these ones that had any of you never, never seen any of them before? 
I, I finally watched Clue like during the pandemic. That was when I hadn't for, seen for it. For the first time. Yeah, for the first time. Oh, wow. um, I think I watched it like the first year of the pandemic. That's so sad. The first year of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like in year three now, whatever. Um, yeah, like I, I finally sat down and watched it. Um, but yeah, Rocky II grew up on um, Jaws. I, I know I watched when I was young and was terrified of it, but learned yep. to appreciate it later in life. I was sad a league of their own didn't make the the top. Well, we, we're not going to discuss it today, but that was definitely a, a movie that uh, I grew up on, loved, was immediately like one of my favorite movies, like totally, totally, totally remember like the first time watching it when I was like, I don't remember what year did that even come out? So how old and what's been? sad, like honestly, what's sad, that one in Rocky too, obviously as a, as a sports movie genre of trying to figure out which one of those I wanted to talk about. I went back and forth on, and it feels dumb to even say, but like, for lack of a, for oversimplification purposes, purposes one is a is a girl sports movie if you want to go that yeah. far, and it's like, what does that does that say anything weird about me that I like that over? And that's dumb to no, even think about. It's classic. A, it's to, I totally agree. I love that movie, but it's a, as far as presenting yourself as a situation, like yeah. like what is it? Sure. How do I pick that versus machismo and Rocky? You know, and that mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Like it's it's a. You know, anyone who knows me knows that I there's not a more masculine man on the planet than me. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, so, uh, th but it, it was that thought process of talk about this movie for a few minutes. What does that say? Yeah. And it's it was it was a back and forth question. But League of Their Own is so that came out it. in '92. I was nine, and I very much remember like what a big deal it was when it came out. And I still, it's one of those movies I still say the lines to, like regularly like if you asked me to to your point about or to the point about not my favorite movies or whatever like if i had to sit down and you gave me the choice to watch clue or a league of their own i would almost certainly pick a league of their own most of the time so i i, I love that movie but I, I was looking for differentiation in these sure well why don't we I, start with uh, oh go ahead chris i'm sorry i was gonna say i have never seen rocky two if you can believe that so like did you watch it for this podcast it's kind of the best one i have not i didn't do my homework so <laughs> i'm gonna uh. i'm gonna be out in the middle of nowhere uh when you talk about rocky Two. no i do i have seen rocky quite a few times but good um yeah is this, that the I only think... one you've seen is just rocky the first rocky uh and then i saw rocky balboa and then i've seen like creed if you want to go there um but yeah that, well, that's like my knowledge go ahead Chris. I, I was gonna say, why don't we'll just start there? We're we're talking Rocky. We can start with Rocky two. So, uh, why Rocky two, Taylor? Uh, it's it's my favorite of the Rocky movies. Saying something because if there's any Rocky movie on television, even Rocky five, I will stop and watch it. Um, any Rocky movie, and like. I, I watched it. Uh, I watched all three of them, rewatched all three of them to get ready for this podcast. And I just finished, I started that one last night and watched the first hour last night and watched the rest this morning. Uh, and <laughs> as soon as that one was over, I was like pulling up YouTube of other Rocky movies, of fights and scenes from other Rocky movies. And my wife was just laughing at me. I said, you know, you know what's going to happen to me if I watch any Rocky movie. I'm going to go down the, the YouTube tunnel of watching my favorite moments from the other ones. And that's what happened. Um, but Rocky Two, I think, to boil it down, is uh, all the the greatness of the first movie, and then sprinkles some more commercial things on top of it, which I I, I like commercial, you know, like the big blockbuster kind of things, the the crowd pleasers, um, and the first Rocky is a crowd pleaser type movie, but it's it's such an overwhelming underdog story to the point that he doesn't even win the fight at the end, like then to make this one all of that and then give you what you really like what you're you're kind of hoping for not from a filmmaking process but just from a movie watching process i wanted to win a fight like that's that's what added to it a whole lot for me there's i won't i have no problem saying like through the second half of this movie this morning i cried all the way through it all the stuff with adrian being in the hospital and him praying and all like being you know staying at the hospital and not seeing the baby until she's awake and can see the baby Spoiler alert for all this on Chris, by the way. I'm sorry you haven't watched this, but uh, it's your fault, not mine. Um, I, I just, I love it. It's 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 my favorite of probably my top three favorite series, along with like Star Wars, that kind of thing. Rocky is high on my my list of series of films, and this is my favorite in the series. So uh, 
I did re I rewatched it recently because I hadn't watched a lot of the Rocky movies since I was a kid. Um, and this one is the only one that I kind of like because my hot take on Rocky is that I've never really connected with them and never, okay. you know, I, I always thought they were a little overrated. Um, and maybe that's just because my, I know my dad watched the first one a lot, but it was not one that was on a lot as a kid, as opposed to other sports movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I did like rewatching it re when I rewatched it last week. I liked how dumb Rocky is, which is like, maybe that's mean, but like, I really like that's the point that he's, you know, or how much the movie kind of focuses on. He's trying to get out of the fighting and doesn't want to do that. And then realizes that's all he can do because yeah. life, life just kind of keeps kicking him in the butt. And, um, and his performance doing that is so good. Um, yeah. But then of course, when the fighting finally does happen, you, I mean, it's just, it's just great. I stuff. think to your point too, about that, because I watched this with, with Katie, who's not as my wife, who's not as big a Rocky fan as I am. But like, obviously, I think obvious, it's obvious to say the Rocky movies get worse as they go in the original five. Um, most people think five is an abomination, um, but they, they get worse as they go. And part of the reason is because they become one big montage and they try to do too much and it's just a whole, whole lot. And the other reason is because Stallone's performances get less what they were in the first two movies. He is, mm -hmm. he is such a, and I don't mean this ugly, like a, a simple character to understand you get him completely from the first two movies and then he said he tries to add a whole lot of other nuances to it in the other movies and um i think it 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 goes away from what you love about this character in the first two movies but even katie was like how do you not love this character that he's created yeah. and i think he's i think acting wise i think he's phenomenal in in both the first two movies especially hey and i i think this may it's weird because like this movie came out in 79 so this was pre, you know, us. <laughs> yeah. Because like, you and I are the same age, Taylor, right? I think. Yep. Like, you might be a year older than me, but um, I'm in the same as you. Like, even though this came out before I was born, I remember it as a kid. Like, I remember it, like, making my, my memories. Like, I don't know, like, who was watching it around me, but I definitely remember seeing it young. Um, and I remember liking it a lot, too. But I just, I love because Sylvester Stallone wrote and directed them like this is his mm -hmm. these movies are his babies and I really right. do think like it's him at his best like he did an amazing job directing them he did an amazing job writing them I especially think like the first two especially even though I do remember yes. like three and then you get to the rush you know the Russian yes Brigitte Nelson like even though they're cornier like those characters definitely like are, rem are memorable. memorable yeah like you yes. remember like those fight sequences and like oh remember when he went up against the russians and then just the just the storyline how that continues with apollo like throughout the series too like i think it's great but i think two is the best one like i i love that movie too i think it's like his yeah. best work of the rocky films um chris do you got to do me a favor and watch at least rocky two uh since you you know didn't watch it when you were asked to i'm asking you again um take some time you don't have to watch three four and five you really no. don't but watch <laughs> watch two and hopefully you'll get you'll get some of the reason that i love it i i will watch it and i also um i was not like a huge boxing fan either and me either that, no like, no me either and sylvester stallone i mean i grew up like i had seen like rambo and stuff like that but then i just yeah. never really got into uh rocky even though i've seen rocky several times um so it's nice to hear that rocky two is even better uh and i didn't know like i had have not seen rocky since maybe college uh yeah. so i like not even like even going into it kind of fresh might be fun um well, i had to go I, back I, and read because like i didn't really, really remember like the sequence of what happened um so like the ending of the first one i had to refresh on i was like how did that one end because like right the fact that they had apollo for both movies kind yeah. of as the opponent even though they were they ended on good terms in the first one and like really eventually became friends but like i totally forgot like how all that played out in the movie so i well and that's too. you know that's that's a stroke to me a stroke of genius honestly from a movie making standpoint to put the the big fight at the beginning of rocky 2 like we're gonna we're gonna remind you it's been three years or whatever since this came out and we know you love it we know you're going like that's it's such an easy but brilliant way to re-inject you back into where we were that I think is 
there's very few movies that can do it specifically that way in types of movies and sequels, obviously, specifically. But like automatically, you're right back in it. And you remember exactly how you felt watching the end of the first fight. And I, I can't imagine what it must have been like to watch this movie when it came out of, oh, here we go. Yeah, I, I, oh my gosh, I'm watching the fight again on a big screen. And then, and then it goes. And I, you know, I said I picked this as a sports movie, but honestly, I think the first two are a very different kind of sports movie than the other three. The, the other three get much more um, commercial, for lack of a better word, but just odd and trying to be too bombastic, that kind of thing. These first two movies are as much love stories as they are and like his love for Adrian, his love for boxing, it's, it's, there's a, there's a whole lot more there to digest than the, than the other three. The other three, I could just, the other three, I can just put on certain fights. I don't have to watch. I feel like that's a line in the movie too. They're talking about Rocky's heart. Like he got heart kid or whatever. Isn't that a line in there? Like, I mean, that's what, to me, the basis of the film is, is just like the goodness of who this character is, you know? Yeah. So it's not to me a sports boxing movie it's like just yeah. full of like that heart that rocky has as a character and again like Agreed. kind of what you're saying the love totally. story and all that stuff so yeah and, like, yeah and a lot of stuff in there surprisingly moving and i think you know it's when i rewatched it too my memory of it because those movies are so kind of claimed by like you know masculine you know men it's a man movie whatever but i but when i was watching it and that's sort of what my memory of it was, was like, well, and maybe that's why, partially why I rejected it. Similar to like, something like Top Gun, um, another movie that doesn't actually work for yeah. me, but should probably. Um, but he's so vulnerable in, um, in Rocky II. And again, like I said, just being this guy, he's trying really hard to make something of himself not fighting and can't. And then obviously, as you said, just his love for Adrian and what he's trying to do for her and, um, and that I just well, I just love that, like, you know, you talk about the heart and the, the vulnerability, his his literal incapability of doing this thing that he loves to do unless she's with him. Like he, he yeah. becomes completely incapable of doing what he's best at because he knows she doesn't support him in it. Um, and he's, he's just he's, he's a shell of himself without that. And I it's 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 really well done on both of their parts. But he's. I, I obviously he was nominated and didn't win for for the first Rocky and not nominated for the second one, but I think he's just as good in the second one as he is in the first. I looked up some fun facts about this, um, and one of them I thought was interesting was because they said that <clears throat> Adrian watched his fight on TV. So like, why was she not there mm-hmm. at the fight in the movie? And like, I think they played it up as like, yeah, she didn't really like approve or whatever. But in actuality, <laughs> the actress Talia, she was filming another movie, so they had to film that scene later, um, and they just well, the, you know, put her the, watching the, it on TV, which I thought was interesting. The scripting of the movie is because she's too sick. You know, she's still sick from the baby. She's the doctor won't allow her to go. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But it was actually because she was just off filming another movie, and they couldn't put her in the sequences of her being at the fight, which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Two-time Academy Award nominee, Talia Shire. Talia, yeah. yeah. Talia Shire. Was the other one for Godfather? Godfather 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Godfather 2 and Rocky. Mm-hmm. Another fun fact that I learned about this was that um, Stallone based this character off of a boxer named Chuck Wepner. And Wepner actually like was mad about like this whole thing. Um, so like I guess Stallone watched him fighting a 1975 fight with Muhammad Ali. And so Wepner sued Stallone for his life story. They settled out of court. And then once Rocky II happened, um, he read for a part in the movie with Stallone. <laughs> I'm like, huh. this happened all after he sued him and was mad at him, but then maybe it was just such a success that he was like, well, I better get on this. Yeah. Um, and wow. then in, in the second one, he was supposed to play a sparring partner. And he, I guess he did such a bad job acting that he got cut. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sure, Stallone was fine with it. Like Stallone's like, yeah, you want to ride the coattails? That's whenever you want to hop on. Yeah. I mean, sure. yeah, even though he got sued. Um, so what? Uh, what's next? Jaws or Clue? Where do you want to turn this? Uh... We'll we'll do Clue. Let's do Clue. So uh, Clue is like arguably probably definitely one of my favorite movies, and was the one I was most excited you chose. So okay. So talk to us about Clue. Clue is interesting because. Um, every time I think of Clue, I think of the um, 
inattentiveness of my parents when it came to me watching movies and TV shows as a kid. <laughs> like my parents had, and they'll never listen to this. My parents had uh, no awareness of what I was watching unless they literally walked by and caught something and went, oh, what is this that you're watching? Like they, <laughs> it was just, yeah, watch whatever you want to watch, honestly, is how I remember it. And Clue, I just rewatched it for this. Some very grown-up humor in it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Colleen Camp is a vet, is basically topless, honestly, in her <laughs> French-made, I mean, uniform. So it's, there's a lot of subject, uh, suggestivity here. And I remember I watched it so much as a kid because I thought it was funny and I loved the board game that finally my mom was like, I think you're watching this movie too much. You can't rent this movie. <laughs> um, but the reason I picked Clue uh, is would have been along the same lines, and it's not funny to compare the two of them, of A Few Good Men, in that it feels like a staged production of something. And obviously, A Few Good Men was a play before it was a movie. Um, there are There's a play version of Clue. Actually, it's going to be in Kansas City later this month. I kind of want to go see it. Oh, wow. Uh, or next month, one or two. But it, it feels very much like it could, you could lift the whole thing off and put it on a live stage, and it would not change a whole lot. And I, I love it when a movie feels that way. Um, without trying to feel that way necessarily like there's some doing it too far almost is like fences with Denzel Washington a couple of years ago like that one like it should have just stayed a play honestly like that I you know it, it was a it was a good movie but it's everybody talking for two hours yeah it doesn't translate when the when you're in one spot yeah right the whole time. right <clears throat> whereas Clue gets that that action level of you could really see them on a stage going from the third floor to this floor to this floor, moving around aspect of it. Um, and then just the style of humor. Like there, there's, there are line deliveries in that movie that I probably still do today. Like um, <laughs> the scene where uh, White says he had threatened to kill me in public. And <laughs> Miss Carlton says, why would he threaten to kill you in public? And Wadsworth says, I think he meant he threatened in public to kill her and then rolls yeah. her eyes. Rolls yeah. his eyes at the whole thing. Like I, I definitely do that eye roll at people when I'm saying things now. Um, so just the the way it's staged and the way it feels like a stage production and the style of of humor that is is so listen, you're gonna you're gonna have to keep up or you're not gonna enjoy this movie and you're not gonna yeah. get every laugh. I love that they don't feel like we're waiting on you to keep up with us humor-wise. You're either with us or you're not. We're gonna go fast. And I I really love both of those things about this movie. It, it is so fast. And I, yes. my, my memory of it always, uh, besides a couple of lines of dialogue or Michael McKean at the end, is like Tim Curry, just see he, how much running and how fast he's talking and stuff. And it just I'm telling exhausting. you, when he takes over the, the description of, I know, I know who did it and here's what happened. Yeah. That 10 minutes of him running through things is one of the most impressive things you'll ever see an actor do. It's totally. so, so good. And I love Tim Curry but it's ridiculous how good he is in that recap 10 minutes of the movie. A hundred percent. And it is so like the dialogue, it's so quippy and witty and clever. And just like you said, it's fast and stuff, but um, a lot of the play on words. And one of my favorite exchanges is between him and uh, Colonel Mustard, where they're doing the like, is it or isn't it? Yes. And that whole, and the <laughs> confusion on the, you know. Right. Um, no, it is or no, it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so, um, it's so funny. And, and this is definitely one for me too, that I watched um, pretty young because uh, it's just similarly, we, well, my mom loves Tim Curry. So those, a lot of his movies were just on, but. And this came uh, out in the mid eighties. This is like 85, I think. 85, it came yeah, out. Yeah. 1985. Yeah. So that was yeah. when you were like going to the video store and renting Taylor. Uh, I was three in 1985. Um, so probably I would say I was renting this on a weekly basis by the time I was probably seven I think and it was and I just because I loved the board game we played the board game all the time when I was a kid so I was like they've made a movie of this game that's crazy <laughs> and so the idea that I could do that and then yeah it got to the point where I think my my mom finally sat down and like watched them other than just assuming it was fine because it was a board game and she sure. sat down and watched some of this she's like what are you watching this is you can't watch this movie anymore way too grown up for you isn't it funny how we have those movies too that we watch, we watch all the time and or rented all the time and never bought them? Like, I don't know if you eventually bought it, but I feel like there's all these movies that I rented maybe 10 times. I'm like, why didn't I just buy it? Yeah. Like, my parents <laughs> totally. a lot of money. Yeah. Well, and you know, the, my, my little 
video store. I, I grew up in a small town in East Texas and we had a little like locally owned video store and there were certain ones of their movies that you could rent for 49 cents. That was the rent. It had a big orange 49 cent sticker on the empty cassette, you know, case. And uh, this was one of them. And so like, I'm, I know that I spent probably $20 worth of my parents' move, money renting this movie. Uh, when you're right, it could have been very easy to just yeah. uh, own it and keep it. Although VHSs were a lot more expensive in the 80s than they are now. So right. that's a good point. Well, I was born in 89. So we were, we would see it on cable. So we were mm -hmm. in the 90s. It was just on cable all the time. Um, and we would, it was one of those that when we came across it, we had, we had to put it on because it's so, um, like it's just, it's just so funny and it holds a lot of that humor holds up and there's a lot of it that I learned was ad-libbed like the um flames on flames the side, on of, the my side of my face was a was an ad-lib um and man now I need to go back and rewatch this movie it did not have that effect on me when I saw it a couple oh, years ago. oh my gosh same but that like I feel but there's always movies like this where ones that I watched as a kid where I'm trying to convince somebody who hasn't seen them oh you need to watch this you need to watch this you need to watch this and then I wonder do I just like it because I watched it all the time as a kid like what does it hold up like my I, one of my best friends had never seen Star Wars and I kept telling you gotta watch Star you gotta watch Star Wars real so and then I was like you know what she may watch it and be like what the heck and then I, if I hadn't seen it you know all those years as a kid would I watch it and be like why why is anybody recommending totally this? agree 100 you know? agree and and I just I had some of that same feeling re-watching this because I picked it quickly like I went through my my I have still have a dvd shelf unfortunately mm -hmm. I tell my no the, not unfortunately so like when 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 Justin asked me I went through and was like pulling out ones okay which one are we going to narrow down and clue I immediately pulled out and just it was it was on the list it was always on the list and then I sat and rewatched it and went say about me this movie like this is it's it's funny but like if, if you don't get it you're not going to get it yeah. and I know so much of why I love this movie is because I watched it so many times as a seven-year-old and I think in my head I understood even then that it was too grown up for me and like there's an appreciation for it because this is like this is like grown-up humor this is a mm -hmm. funny thing that really is not like anything else that I'm supposed to be watching. Um, so I, yeah, I, I would totally get somebody watching this movie going, yeah, okay. Like it's, I, I, I don't get <laughs> it. Like I, I, re I remember I totally appreciating like the acting in Tim Curry and like thinking like, wow, these are super brilliant comedians, but I don't remember laughing out loud a lot. They are. And that's the other thing too, I would say about it before we move on from it is to, to get the group that they got together to play this, each one of them is, you know, they they fit they all fit into really interesting categories of none of them i think maybe even tim curry included were ever superstars like tim right. curry probably the biggest star on this list mm -hmm. but none of them were ever super superstars but all of them are capable of completely taking over a scene when they and they all have moments in this movie where they are just the camera for 20 seconds at a time and it feels like nobody else even needs to be in the room with them and they're, they're great character actors, honestly. And that's another yeah. fun thing about this movie is they take character actors and let them shine mm -hmm. as an ensemble, uh, which doesn't, it doesn't happen very often in other kinds of movies. Uh, and I, I rewatching it as an adult now, I was like, this is, this had to have been cool for them to get to do this ensemble piece where they're also shining individually. That had to have been cool for each of them to be able to do. Totally. This was I'm also, gonna, this gonna, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I'm going to have to rewatch it yeah. With a, a new appreciation because the same thing happened where my wife grew up on it she loves it <laughs> I had only I had seen it we watched it I think twice in the last couple of years and every time she's like oh let's watch Clue I'm like Ugh. like yeah <laughs> I'm like, really? you don't, you I mean, don't have the innate love it's tough to it's not a yeah, it's not but I liked it the second time because then I forgot who who done it <laughs> uh, and but I feel like now I might go back and appreciate it a little more. Yeah, I agree. I feel like seeing it through Taylor's eyes now might may uh, may do it a little differently. We yeah. hit differently. Well, that and I nailed it. You nailed yeah, it. Good job. You did. <laughs> the one of the fun, most fun things I think about the movie, and something I was going to bring up as my fun facts, um, is that so in the movie when you watch it, if you watch it on DVD, has all three endings, right? like all three versions, right. this is what happened. And then this is what happened. And, but really this is how it happened. 
But yeah. apparently when it was released in theaters, some theaters got version A, some theaters got version B, some theaters got version C, um, which is sort of weird to think about because I, when I watched it as a kid, we watched it with all three endings. And so I just Same. thought that's what it was, you know, yep. which I thought was fun. I liked that idea where it just sort of played with all three um, ideas. And of course, the, I, the third ending is, in my opinion, the best one. It's my favorite of the endings anyways, where they all kind of had a hand in it. Um, and also, can you imagine going to see that movie and not getting Michael McKean's final line? The totally, <laughs> I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife, like, right, which uh is another one that we kind of quote sometimes and laugh at. But uh, imagining not having all of those, um, is really, is really interesting. And there's definitely some like quotes in it that, that did not age well. There's a lot of mm -hmm. sexism things and racism yeah. things in it that, that, that are not that you couldn't make some of those jokes now correctly. So um, but it's it all it almost has this time capsule feel to it as far as like a lot of movies from that era of man you couldn't get away with that now yeah I, I like the idea of the different endings because like when you're just having a conversation about a movie you saw and somebody's like well that's not how mine ended like do you think they had any idea that the theaters right. were playing three different things and they were all just confused on why sure. somebody yeah. saw something different like I think that's kind of a cool experiment to do totally especially because it's pre-internet right so you know who's gonna know unless you just happen to have a friend who lives somewhere else and you know saw a different version I, I think it's kind of fascinating um Tim Curry says this is his favorite of all of his movies which I thought was kind of cool because he's been in a lot of iconic things and for this to be the one that stuck out to him and maybe it's because he's like the guy and he does so much um uh but um I thought that was really fun the only the only other like really interesting fact that I was going to bring up was that uh, Miss Scarlet was almost played by Carrie Fisher. Right. Um, and she had to drop out because she went to rehab and they cast the other actress. Um, Leslie Ann Warren. Like at the last minute, they put the Leslie Ann Warren into it. And she's great. She's she excellent. Great. I met, but imagining Carrie Fisher in there is kind of cool just because it also would have made it. I almost bet think it's better that she's not because she is such a huge star. She would have outshined the rest of the crew. Absolutely. She would have stuck out too much because this was even the same year as back to the future so even christopher lloyd wasn't quite as you know um he hadn't quite been as big of a deal um quite yet either but yeah this this was a really good one this was a fun one to rewatch because i i rewatch it regularly anyways so it was a it was a nice excuse you're welcome <laughs> so number three is jaws which is like i mean it's arguably one of the greatest movies of all time sort of yep. if you don't like it that's a problem but let's discuss it anyways um this was has been on my head a lot because my nine-year-old wants to know if he can watch it mm. um and he's been asking dad do you think i can handle jaws and my wife and i are both like no you can absolutely not and then the more we thought about it like well when did you watch jaws for the first time and we're like i'm pretty sure i was a kid the first time i watched jaws and so I've been wanting to rewatch it anyway, just to, with parents' eyes, go, okay, can my nine-year-old handle this? And I told him after watching it, yeah, buddy, I think you can. Um, because obviously the, the worst, most gruesome moment is Quint at the end. That's, that's the worst of the shark attack deaths. The others that happen are mostly implied and, and not a whole lot of gore necessarily. Um, rewatching it too, and obviously I've seen it a ton of times and, and think it's pretty perfect from what, for what it's supposed to be. Um, it had never occurred to me until rewatching re it this time, you ready for this podcast, how much it feels like, how it's really like two movies. I mean, everything before they go out on the water feels like its own film and very much, uh, you know, we have to do this. This is how you handle the crowd. This is what this is going to be. What about the impact of making this decision, all that kind of thing. And then they go out on the water after the shark and it's an entirely different movie because um, there's four characters left in the movie and you go from this big crowd, lots of people on the beach and then there's three guys and a shark left and, and that's all there is to it. And it never it hit me really that way watching it this way, but it feels like an hour and a half of one movie and 45 minutes of a different movie. And I think that's pretty cool to pull off. Um, and everyone, I mean, I said, like I said, at the beginning of this, I knew this was the one that has been probably podcasted about the most, uh, it being what it is. Um, but I, I don't think you can talk enough about just how much of a disaster this should have been with the shark not being able to be what they wanted it to be. And to be able to take a movie where 
everything messed up and the main character is so not what you wanted it to be from a filming standpoint and then get what they got out of it is just masterful and is Spielberg at his best. And I, I just, I, I love this movie. And I, I'm now like excited to watch it with my nine-year-old because like he heard me watching it and he, I was watching in the basement. And he came down. He's like, what are you watching right now? <laughs> I said, Jaws. And he's like, can I, can I watch? And I nearly let him. And I was like, cause I was just through the first scene of the first attack. And I was like, no buddy, let me, let me watch it and make sure. And, uh, but after watching, I'm, I'm going to let him watch it with me and then just see how it goes. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, when I, when I saw it, I was, I think eight years old and I don't think I, my parents at the time were like, you can watch like PG, G and PG. And of course, right. I don't know if they really realized that I had rented that. I just, I don't think they even. Cause did. it's PG, right? Jaws is PG. PG. So it's PG, yeah. uh, which blows my mind. But then I think that was pre PG 13. So it was either that or R which when you see the scene towards the end, you're like, how is this not R? <laughs> um, but because that is like the most gruesome part of it. Um, but I remember it like scarred me for a long time. It's still like, I have a fascination for shark week and sharks, but like I, every time I go in the water, even sometimes when I'm in the pool by myself, I think the <laughs> shark's gonna come out from somewhere yeah. And like, it's just, it, it really did like have a, have a big, like impact. A psychological on, effect. Yeah. Me it too. psychologically damaged me apparently. Um, but uh, yeah, to your point though, think about if this, if the things didn't go wrong and, and I, I forgot, I remember the story, but it went, you know, all the things happened wrong with the shark and then it, you know, came out like, this is what it, happened and it was this incredible movie because they withheld showing the shark but think about if it released the opposite way uh how movies are today i mean i don't know that we'd be sitting here talking about it if right. we yeah. saw the shark and it became just a big monster movie um but that really i mean to your point how cool uh is it that that all happened and it's become one of the greatest movies ever, ever no made? if if the shark is in jaws as much as dinosaurs are in Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. this movie doesn't work. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it takes so much of the mystique. I mean, maybe it works, but it's an entirely different feel. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes so much of the mystique away from it. And obviously you can say a whole lot of, about John Williams' score too. Um, I, always, I always laugh at the scene uh, in the holiday when Jack Black is going through the movie store <laughs> with uh, Kate Winslet talking about different scores. And he's like, duh, duh, and you got a villain. Two notes and you got a villain. And it's, it's, it's true. Um, but I, I was, I was going back to over like, I don't think you can, you can underscore the performances in this movie from an acting standpoint. Like Robert Shaw is just excellent, and I and know. it's ridiculous that he wasn't nominated for an, uh, an Oscar. And you know, you talk about the the Oscar moments now. Oh, that's that's the moment they got nominated. His scene with the Indianapolis story inside the boat that night would oh, never. Yeah. That's that's an Ch Oscar Chilling. moment, yeah. and yeah. it's. The way he goes from the big smile on his face to explain, no, I was on the Indianapolis and knowing that Richard Dreyfuss's character is going to know what the heck he's talking about. The whole thing is masterful. And I, it's, it's a joke that he wasn't nominated for, for I mean, none of them were, were nominated for acting for Oscars. Uh, and they're all great with what they're given um, and have iconic moments in, in the movie. Well, that was a story that he told that I went back and read about because I didn't realize like same same I did the same it's thing. very it's all very true and I was like oh yep. my gosh yeah that would have been completely horrifying yep that's another movie where what's so great about Brody at least the lead character uh is that is how scared he is and at first yes. that's like well that's a lot of his characters that he's afraid of the water but then it goes on like he kind of overcomes that to go out on the boat to to, to find the shark, which is like, okay, cool. We're in it because we're rooting for you. Good job, you overcame that. But then he's still terrified and there's still scenes where he's like, well, we're going back, right? Like, cause they think they need a bigger boat and all this stuff. And he just- We're gonna need a bigger boat. Mm -hmm. He's still scared. Um, and I uh, kind of love that cause it could have so easily have been a Quint lead where it's just like, no, I'm hunting the shark and I'm afraid of nothing or whatever. Um, but I love like, just, I love the Brody character and, and, and that performance and, um and Richard Dreyfus obviously is, is excellent too with what he's given to do and the, yeah. they all have very specific lanes they're asked to stay in and they just nail it and stay yeah. right in their lane where they're supposed to do and, and it plays off each other so well 
and the Quint character too, the way he's introduced. And then we don't see him for 20 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. Like, here's this guy. We're going to come back to him when it's time to go out on the water and explain, explain things further. But he lays the groundwork for who he is. All the autopsy shark stuff with Richard Dreyfuss lays the groundwork for who he is. Um, and then you see more of that in those traumatic moments at the end with the shark. And like even watching it now, knowing the mechanical stuff with the shark, it's still effective. Like the only, to me, the only, the only bad scene from a, from a technical standpoint with, with the, the shark is when it comes up out of the water onto the boat. Mm -hmm. That's the only one that looks clunky. But even mm -hmm. the next cut to whenever it's on the boat and things are sliding down to it is terrifying. Yeah. And it's like, oh my, are you kidding me? This shark is on this boat like that. And it looks incredible. One of the things that I appreciate now watching it, you know, because like I also watched it as a kid for some reason, which gave me the, <laughs> right. the fear of the pool. Like I remember being in swim lessons and being afraid of the deep end because I thought there was a shark down there for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, but those those slower scenes, like all the talking scenes, the the autopsy, you know, like all that stuff, like I did not appreciate or care about. So watching it now and seeing like the buildup of that and then. I guess when I was a kid, all I remember is the sheer terror and the shark yeah. stuff. Like, but now you can go back and see that whole, like you were saying, the two different movies, like the hour and a half mm -hmm. of just like the buildup of it and like appreciating those stories, the stories about the Indianapolis. I never paid attention to that when I was watching it before. And now like I get it, like how it is as a whole. And um, it just makes it that much better of a, a film. It's really, it's, I mean, it's a psychological thriller, I think. I don't yes. really think of it as a horror movie, so. Yeah. I know well, I, I, I discovered it as a, or I watched it for the first time as a teenager, but having been aware of it, of course, because you put a sure. movie in from Universal and they show clips, you know, from it or whatever. And of course, just knowing all the famous lines, but I was like 15 or 16, I think when I saw it and my mom loves to tell the story that my, that it scared my dad. My dad saw it in theaters uh, and it terrified him um, and won't, he won't watch it. And so I went into it expecting something scarier and 15, 16 year old Justin watched the movie and was like, my dad's a weenie this is movie isn't scary <laughs> um but but it's still like intense and st like i still loved it of course just because i didn't find it scary i still found it you know pretty thrilling um i was more into jurassic park as a kid but jurassic park still kind of follows the template right it opens yes. with a with a dinosaur attack like it does a shark attack the difference is you get to see dinosaurs for an hour but there's no dinosaur attack until like an hour into the movie is when things go bad in Jurassic Park. So it's a pretty similar um, kind of template there. Uh, but that's one of the ways in which Jaws kind of changed movies too, because even now, sometimes I watch a movie and when they're showing you the monster really fast, I can't help but in my mind think, you know, I kind of wish they held back mm -hmm. and let the tension build as opposed to just, you know, going for well, it. Well, and too, you, you think about because of where it stands in movie history, it has to have take up a huge chunk of filmmakers' brains. And so there has to be a thought of, okay, we're doing a monster movie. If I do it like Jaws, everyone, this is just a Jaws ripoff. Oh, sure. No one can do it the way Jaws does, to your point. Like, we all wish we could do that. And then you try and like, well, you didn't do it as well as Jaws did. You know, and it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's gotta be difficult now to make a monster movie and want to accomplish some of that. The thing that also the thing that this movie makes me think about, to your point, uh, I, I forget who said it earlier about uh, Sarah. It might have been you about the uh, the seeing the clue with three different endings, or Justin, who it was in, in theaters, and not being able to talk about like no internet and you don't know what you're going to get. Like this is the kind of movie that I wish we got now in the internet got turned off for two weeks while it was in, just to be like people like you got you have got to go see this movie. Make plans, go see this movie. You're going to have your mind blown about what this thing is. We don't get that anymore. And I, I can't imagine how cool, because, you know, this was a summer movie and it took over the summer in 76 or whenever it came out. And I, I can't imagine what it must've been like to know this movie was in theaters in the summer. And yes, we went and saw it. Yes, we went and saw it again. That kind of thing. It, it, it's a it's a cool memory that, that, that the people must have seeing it the first time. My parents were that. I mean, they. I remember them talking about seeing it in the theaters too. But yeah. like, imagine if you lived in a beach town. <laughs> totally, oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yes. Can we? Like Sorry. I grew up there with my 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 mother in law has told has talked a lot about uh, Star Wars, A New Hope, the first episode, mm -hmm. 
sitting in the theater when the Star Destroyer comes open mm -hmm. for the over, and she's like, it, I'd never seen anything like yep. it. Uh, and I, I'm jealous of, of, and obviously every now and then we get a movie like that where you can say, I've never seen anything quite like this, right. but it doesn't, it, that, that barrier breaking time of movie making uh, of what it must've been like. And also taking away the, the internet and social media impact of it. So it's just the way you want to mm -hmm. experience it. No one can tell you how, what you ought to think about it or what you should feel or be ready for this part. Spoil or anything. It's, it's, it, yeah. It's, it's you in a movie and uh, we, we don't get that anymore. Barry. Avatar is like the most recent one that I can think of that comes to mind that had that kind of effect of like that 3D, like, oh my gosh, we've never, this is amazing, but I don't You like definitely movie. don't want me on the Avatar podcast. I, I don't like, no, I, I think it's a terrible, it's a terrible yeah. movie, yeah. but yeah. I do remember that feeling of like putting on the 3D goggles and being like, what are you seeing? Oh my gosh, what's yeah. going on? You know, like talking to, yeah. I was think dating Ryan at the time, who's my husband now. And I remember like looking at him and being like, is it working for you? Like, what are you, are, are you getting a headache? Like, this is crazy. You know, just like that, like new feeling of like something you hadn't experienced before in a movie. And it was, it was yeah. interesting. Can we uh, all you know, agree, can we all agree that whenever the next shark movie is, cause there's a million of them, you know, that release, that they actually take the time, take the hit on the money to actually make a mechanical shark. <laughs> right. I, like, and not have CGI. Cause that's my problem is that I am a sucker for like shark movies. And um, what was it? Um, oh, uh, 47 meters down uh, was right. one that came out recently. And I actually kind of enjoyed that. Uh, the one with Manny Moore. And then I, I even saw the sequel to it, which <laughs> was very good. Uh, Deep Blue Sea, you know, back in the day. like I love those movies, but uh, it just looks bad. Like, yeah, can't we just like? And Jaws looks so good, and it's probably because they withheld a lot of the shark. Uh, you know, obviously they didn't mean to do that uh, at the time, but I just there's just something about those movies that are older movies that they actually built things instead <laughs> of just taking the easy way out. And it's like, well, we no, that doesn't, doesn't look real. Like, well, because the the entire the entire fear factor of Jaws, you guys know, is there's something under the water right. that you can't see, and the moments in this movie where it's at the the surface of the water, the you know that's a twenty footer, twenty five and three tons of him, that kind of thing, and the scene where um, he kills the guy in the in the pond or whatever, like you can see him under the water coming towards this guy. And the water moves around it, but when this this knowledge of something awful just below the surface, and then when it comes to the surface, and every cell in your body screams, "Oh my God, there it is!" Mm -hmm. uh, is an effective thing, and you don't get that with like just being able to take away the water is not really there. Forget the creature; the, that's not real water. Like, no, this is something that's making the water move around this person is what you miss when you don't have the actual thing there. Mm -hmm. For sure. I yeah, agree with you completely. Uh, um, was it? So uh, I guess I did a little homework uh, and I'll, I'll do some little fun facts. Look at you. you. I know. Um, so we already talked about it, that it's, uh, it is rated PG, not uh, PG-13 at the time. Uh, there is six shark attacks that take place in the movie. Um, the boat in the film is named Orca. Uh, the shark that was caught uh, where they thought they caught the actual shark. So towards the beginning, it was a tiger shark. Um, these are pretty easy ones. Um, what was the, oh, this was funny. The shark's nickname was Bruce. Mm -hmm. And that was named, I didn't know this, named after Steven Spielberg's lawyer, uh, <laughs> Bruce Ram Rammer. So that was kind of funny. Um, and that's and why in Finding Nemo, Nemo. Nemo. Name is Bruce. Yes. yes, I just found that out too. And I was like, what? Yep. Um, and then uh, I guess Jaws was the highest grossing movie of all time in the U.S. until in 1977, uh, uh, Star Wars A New Hope released. Yep. Um, and th that beat it out. Um, and then there was also four, if I'm not mistaken, four Jawses. Uh, I've seen Jaws 2, 3, and Jaws The Revenge. And um, the only thing I remember is in Jaws, I believe it's three in the water park. I think it's three. And it's really stupid. But 
How have you seen all the Jawses, but you haven't seen all the Rockies? I know, I know. (laughs) Because my fun fact is that Chris has a Jaws tattoo, so he's obviously obsessed with Jaws. Oh, there we go. Well, I don't, I want a Jaws tattoo. I thought you got one. No, I have a, I have a, uh, it looks like, it's like a, here. It's it's a shark. No, it's oh. the mountains. But I it's thought you so had, what do you would, not have a shark tattoo? I thought you. No, did. I want that was going to be my next tattoo. Was okay. what would a shark tattoo look? Just the fin? What you, what probably, you, the, no, it'd probably be like the movie poster. I don't know if it'd go into too much detail with the woman above and the, but it would probably just be the shark uh, itself, like from the poster. Maybe I you showed get, me the design just the, of just the teeth, yeah, yeah. like yeah. from Quince oh, boats and stuff like that. Just the teeth, yeah. If yeah. They pulled out the, like the Tommy like Orca or whatever. That would be awesome. I don't think I've seen any of the other Jaws's. I haven't either. No, I mm-hmm. Yeah, I've kind of avoided them. I, there's one good. of them, and I, I don't remember which one, but there is one of them that I heard is like a so bad it's good. Like it has like a following because it's so bad. I've seen two. I don't remember much of it, but I know I've seen at least two. Yeah. Because yeah. Brody's back in two, right? Like, yes. he, yeah, yeah, he's he's in two again. Did Spielberg so have anything it. to do with any of the follow-ups? No, not. I mean, he maybe as was a producer. That's interesting. Like that, but. I wonder yeah, why he, he, he kind of was like one and done. That's, that's Yeah, he didn't direct. And I'm assuming that that was just the studio. Like, oh, now, because he's at oh. that time, I'm sure, really getting into that. I didn't journey. know until I watched this movie, and, I, I, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think I read it correctly. Peter Benchley, the guy that wrote the book, is the reporter in the movie. Yes. That's yeah. doing the stand-up on the beach of, yeah, the killer shark or whatever. That, that's, that's the guy that wrote the book, Josh, which I didn't yeah, know cool. until I watched this. And okay, so it was a IMDb. book before a movie? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a book first. Hmm. Okay fascinating i should but i've never read it. i didn't know that yeah well taylor thanks so much these are a great three um and even and i think backups, you're right i think i think five would be a lot i think three is a good number for, yeah, for future three is guests a good to come number. on and talk Especially because we we've seen them and we like them i mean if maybe if you're you picked bad movies we'd be like yeah sure okay let's talk about the next one but um, <laughs> uh, but even your next choices uh a few good man league of their own are also good so um i had a couple of like quick uh like speed round questions for you if you're ready okay okay so what's the first movie you remember seeing in theaters the first memory i i I doubt this was the first movie i saw in theaters but the first memory i have of seeing a movie in theaters was jurassic park um because what year did jurassic park come out uh, 93 93 91 okay i would have been i would have been 11 so i'm certain that i saw a movie before then in the movie theater i just can't remember what it was but I remember sitting right under the speaker in Jurassic Park when the water tension thing happens yeah. and I could feel my whole body move and was like, and, and it's, and it's the only movie, but I remember it strongly too, because it was probably the first movie I'd ever been to, but the theater was packed as well. Like oh, wow. there, there was not an open seat in the small little theater that I went to. So I'm, I'm sure I went to one before Jurassic Park, but that's the first one I really remember. That's really cool. That's a great one and very appropriate given the Jaws. Yeah. Um, Jurassic Park's one of my favorites, like top three. Um, Same. I could have talked about that one today too. What's the last new movie you watched? Um, I saw, uh, what's it called? The the Kurt Warner movie, Underdog. Is that what it is? Or mm. um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Under, an American underdog or story or something. Yeah. What I, I can't even remember it now. Is it, that it the was, one I mean, it was, with Shazam? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It looked awful. How was it? I liked the story. I mean, it was okay. But I, I just, I like Kurt Warner's story a whole lot. So I wanted to go see it. Um, and I just, you know, anytime, anytime I have some down, I saw it over Christmas break. Anytime I have some downtime that I can go and my kids are asleep. I saw it late one night over Christmas break uh, just to kind of get out of the house and go to a movie. So it was, it was okay. But it, it's, it's nothing, especially if you're not, like, especially if you're not a fan of that story and weren't familiar with his story, which I was more familiar with his story as the actual Kurt Warner professional athlete than uh, that. So the, probably that and Spider-Man were the last two I saw in theaters. I could talk all day about Spider-Man, but we don't have, we don't have the time. <laughs> um, uh, what TV shows are you watching? Uh, finishing up Ozark. Um, I, was a late, I was a late arrival to Ozark and didn't start it until uh, late last year. And so I'm finishing up. I've got one more uh, episode to finish on the latest one that's out right now. Um, and then um, I, I binged. I, w- I had the flu a couple of weeks ago, so I had time to just sit and watch something. And I, I, uh, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this because it's pretty raunchy, but Sex Education on Netflix I watched oh. was, uh, so it's, it's got some really, I mean, 
some very chaunchy sure. stuff in it, but uh, a lot of the performances are really, really good too. Um, I can't. That's I can't think of any other TV shows that I'm I'm actively watching uh, right now. Just cool. just Ozark is, the, and I, I I flew through uh, Cobra Kai whenever it came out. I love Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. So good. So, fl- so good. Flew through that. Although this season was a little was missing a whole lot of action. Like this oh, this I season still is. Love it. is yeah, I know. I trust me. I I went very quickly through it, but it felt very much like it's we're doing it just as a setup for whatever's coming next. The le- the prior seasons felt like they had a lot more meat to them. Yeah. Um. But I always liked Terry Silver and Karate Kid Three, oh, so it's so good to have him back this time around. That my uh, favorite so yeah, part they, of that series was how they explained his behavior in the movie. I was real yeah. coked up then. I was like, yeah. Oh real my god, up. this is I'm amazing. Real up. That yeah. was so great. But also. Uh, how epic they made the ponytail moment like when he opens yeah. the drawer and pulls out the ponytail holder i was telling yeah, yes i was telling my wife i was like what's so great because every now and then she'll catch a piece of it and she rolls her eyes because she's not a fan of the original movies and she just oh, thinks so that good. these shows are super cheesy which they are cheesy but in it kind of like way. yeah it like way. owns the cheesiness and the ponytail moment is a perfect example of that where they they know that what that is and they know what they're doing and it is cheesy but it's so great and that makes that's what makes it so fun Taylor, so go you back to, to what we were talking about. Sorry, go ahead. There, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say you have to follow uh, Lego Cobra Kai on Twitter. Oh, yeah, it's like literally fans. they put scenes together with Legos from the show. I love it. And it's so amazing. Something you just said about cheesy, like rewatch finishing up Rocky Two this morning. The scene at the end of his training montage where the kids are running with yeah. him. I looked at Katie. I was like, "This is so cheesy," and I'm like, "Gaga for it." I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm here for it. All, all of it completely. I have a fun fact about that. So they used 800 school children for like that last like scene. And they said that the actual run that he did would have been 30 miles and taken him 40 minutes, 40, four hours, sorry, four <laughs> wow. hours. Well, it definitely, like I noticed this time, I was like, what time of day did he start? Like, like I'm looking <laughs> at the sun whenever he's running up the steps and that kind of thing. I'm like, this is a long run. Wherever he's going, he's going was that all 30, If he actually did it, it would have been a 30 mile run. All right, let's run through Philadelphia today. Yeah. <laughs> well, Taylor, thanks so much for uh, for being on and testing out our new little format or whatever. Um, thanks for picking such good movies. Hey, you guys know After Smart Let's are my favorite podcast. So uh, <laughs> any, any anytime you want to have me on, I will be a guinea pig of any new format you want to try out. I love talking movies with you guys. I think uh, I think I'm gonna have to update our cover photo now with that quote from Taylor for our podcast saying after Smartless, this is, smart, this <laughs> yeah. is my favorite podcast. <laughs> Please do. Yes. Please do. It's the second best podcast out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you guys.